One of the things that I used to hear um, the elders <laughs> say as a young child was, by your company you shall be known. Meaning that, you know, who you keep around you is how people will associate you. If you hang out with a bunch of scholars, maybe someone will think you're smart and you're a scholar. If you hang out with a bunch of thugs, you're probably going to be looked at as might be, you might be a thug too. Um, and so by your company, you will be known. Um, I was thinking today uh, in introducing this guest that I'm bringing forth about my friends and the people, my company that I hang around. And I got really excited because I noticed today, just in thinking about this, that the people that I call friends, um, the people that I that I call to call out for different things, or I um, ask to walk beside me in different seasons or in different things, and the ones that I get asked to walk beside them, they are some of the most eclectic people. They each are walking and serving in their own purpose. They're walking in their callings. They're figuring their lives out. And I get very excited to know that I'm surrounded by like-minded individuals, even though they are running their own race in their own lanes. But we all have one thing in common, and that's we are seeking the becoming. We're seeking the becoming of who we are. We're seeking the, the obedience of standing in the truth of what we're supposed to be doing, what we were created for. And so I just want to encourage you um, Sometimes when we have a lot of troubles in our life, we can do something really simple by looking around the people that we're hanging out with, the people that we have, um, that we're doing life with. Sometimes they may not be a good fit for us in that season. Sometimes they may not be the ones that are supposed to be going with us into our next part of elevation, our next part of ascension as we become who we're supposed to be even further. And we solidify our purpose and our calling. So, you know, if you're having any troubles or you find yourself having a lot of troubles, look who's around you. Look who you allow to speak into your life. Look who you allow to um, have your ear. Um, look who you allow to, who you give your ear to, you know. Um, and... And uh, maybe you'll find that those particular persons, you might need a shift. You might need a little shift. And you know what? It's okay because everything, every single thing that we do, it has a reason and it has a season. And sometimes we outgrow people because we got to keep growing. But no plant can stay in the same pot and keep growing to its fullest potential it's eventually got to be placed in the ground where it has room to grow. So I just don't want your friends to be um, encapsulating you or stunting your growth. Just a little something I was thinking about. Anyway, y'all ready? Let's go. Just wait.
Welcome back. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. My name is Shahara White, and I am your host for the Love Manifested podcast, where we are um, having authentic conversations with each other, shedding light on the love of God that's manifested in and through all of us. Um, Our hope is to illuminate love manifested in each other so we can see better, choose better, and be better all around. So, I'm... I love you, Shahara. (laughs) She just can't help herself. I'm so excited today, you guys. You're going to have to bear with us because this is going to be a day. I don't even know what's going to happen right now, but... um, I want to introduce my guest before we get too far into giggling and acting a fool. Um, and she is, you know, guys, I always introduce our, uh, the hearts of my guests because I feel like titles are, um, they don't always tell us who the person is. So in a way for us to get to know each other in a quicker time and uh, more efficiently, more efficiently, I can't even talk already. Here we go. Um i like to introduce your heart. So um, this woman sitting across from me. Oh, my goodness. It's me. It's you. I love looking at you. Oh, my gosh. She is. She's really, really giddy right now. But she is a woman, a compassion. Her heart is very compassionate. Um, She has a discerning heart, a courageous heart, a bold heart. But she's also very sensitive. Um, She has a heart for people and uh, equality across the board. Uh, she's committed to truth and what's just. And um, I like to say it this way, you know, there's justice and then there's just us. And sh- her heart is driven by justice, which is what is just, yeah. what just is, right? But it's also, um, I believe it's driven by just us meaning that she operates from a space that she knows that everyone has been gifted something. We all have something in our hands that we carry, right? We have our strengths, we have our giftings, our callings, our talents. And um, it's just us. It's up to us to get it done. Mm -hmm. And she's one who shows up all the time um, with her part, wielding her sword um, with her love, with her heart, with her compassion, uh, with her discernment, and um, I, I, I really love that part about her. Um, she uses her, she gets her tool box, box out when she needs it, and she serves. Mm-hmm. She has a servant's heart, um, a passion. She's passionate about what it is that her job is in this world. She's mm-hmm. clear about that, mm-hmm. and she's not afraid to try those things and to step out. She's always learning. She's always growing. Um, Someone who's taught me a lot about um, standing in who we are and and not apologizing for it, just being who we are. She's helped me a lot in that space and Aww. in those places. Um, she loves her family. Um, yes. She speaks up for people even when it costs her something. Yeah. Um, but her heart is for for others. And Shahara, can you speak she, at my funeral? <laughs> So you have to survive me. So that's Stop no, it. that's, and I'm okay with that. Okay. I mean, hey, you're one I'm of the just, speakers. I'm just, I'm just talking the truth, girl. I'm just, I'm, 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 I must be telling the truth. You know, your heart is is beautiful, and oh, you have perspectives. You. All your perspectives are rooted in truth, and you always challenge me and others. I see it where we get that. Hmm. 
hmm, look on our face like I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. And you do it in a humble way, but you still have a, you still, you know who you are. And you have a very um, firm grip, grip on that. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I just love you. And um, thank you, Shahara. Please join me in welcoming my dear friend Natasha to the show. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beyond excited for this. It seems very familiar, right? Right. Although, because we were well, we, we were on a podcast together some years back, right? Called Drunk Girls Bible Study Yay, Podcast. Hearts. With our yes, with we were co-hosting with our dear friend Angelique, Aww, and and we love you, Angelique. Yes, we do love you so <laughs> much, and we have to get. We'll have to do some kind of something. I don't know if they can handle that because it's a lot <laughs> of us. And we've gone silly. <laughs> we've, we've gone grown. a long way. <laughs> yes, we've grown. We're even sillier than we were. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is familiar. Although this studio is not nearly as elaborate and beautiful as the Drunk Girls Bible Study Studio was. This is beautiful, Shara. This is you guys just... look around, and there's photos, there's smiles, there's Paris, the the puppy over there, yes, my little doggy. <laughs> Yeah, so we're here. This is great. Uh, we're back on the mic again, girl. Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy for this moment wow. because we wanted to be back on the mic together. We did. You know, did. all of us. And it was just all like, how do we do it with excellence the way yeah. you're doing this right now? You know, mm. how do we do it? And then the pandemic hit mm. and it's just been, I don't know. You we'll know? have to figure something out because it was it was so much fun. It, it really was. And now you're carrying this torch, Shahara, mm. and this is so beautiful, just touching the hearts of women who are listening and who need to hear from you. Mm. Um, it's just beautiful. Thank you. I think we're doing it together because truly, you know, everyone that's coming on here, I, I feel like um, everybody has a voice, and if we can just inspire, inspire encourage, and empower someone to keep keep on keep going keep moving keep thriving keep keep seeking you know yeah there's a million podcasts out there so here's one more not one more god's hand is on this Mm. and you know you're fostering hope which is Mm. something we all need and you are his voice was not just one more it's Mm. his more Mm. so i'm just so happy to be here Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> right and, um, you know, I I have, um, I remember when we first met that I was watching you and I was like, oh, who's that? And then um, I saw you from like across the room. And then when I heard you, you know, speaking and I came to your, um, to your Bible study, mm. um, which was hot topic, which was something that's completely, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so exhilarating to, to be a part of something in the church that was like, let's talk about these other things that nobody wants to talk about. Right, right. And We're, make the principle, like, let's see God in these other places. Yeah. And I just remember listening to you always as you spoke and as you engaged people, and I'm like, oh, I'm just knocking stuff over, sorry. Um, <laughs> as you engage people, um, and just having admire admiring you from a distance, mm-hmm. and then I remember like we started talking and and getting closer, and uh, you were really one of the first um, black women in my adult life that I've had as a friend. 
Oh, because everyone, like I grew up in an all-white neighborhood, all-white yep. school, yep. where I was sometimes, I remember from like, I don't know, third grade to sixth grade, I was the only black kid in the school. Wow. And wow. Um, yeah, and it was great. I, and th- th- that time served what it was, but I didn't get to develop a lot of friendships with people that look like me. Right, right. And, and just... To the reverse, when I saw you, I was like, oh, there's a black girl. Hey, girl, we friends, we sisters. Look at us. And you're like, whoa, black lady. No. <laughs> but it was it was cool because it was like, you know, we're able to um, it, it, we're able to connect in that way. And then it was like so liberating to say to see you and just be who you are mm-hmm. in the spaces that we were in, Aww, you know. Yeah, it just meant a lot to me. So, and that began a long process of me getting having more black women brought into my life. And it's just it's important that we have, you know, people in our lives that look like us that can hold us accountable, that can tell us the truth, that can right. that can you know kind of foster a different type of sisterhood. So, can I ask you a question? Yes, please ask oh, me a question, counselor. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. She's an attorney too. No, <laughs> sorry. No, but as no, no, I'm hearing you and. You know, it's a big deal to mm-hmm. not be around people that look like you, mm. especially from a family like yours that means so much mm. to the black community. It's such mm. a stark contrast. So you know right. that there's so much dr- trauma yeah. that would cause that, yeah. you know, because do, do they know who your dad is? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. I, so, so you're talking about an icon <laughs> of black American history mm-hmm. for not just for black people, but for all people, but specifically mm-hmm. for black people. Like he meant so much. Mm. So to be in this other world as his daughter. Yeah, dichotomy. Do you know? It? Wow. That, so it t- says a lot about who you were. And I didn't know who you were when I first saw you. I just right. saw you kind of cowering behind somebody i was like hey she black like me let me go say hi let me make sure i say hi right yeah so do you talk a lot about that in this in this process um i i i think it's been a, something that i've talked about my whole life because it's been that's what it is yeah and so you know not having um a lot of people that looked like me around me that i went to school with I did get to high school and all the football players were black. And then I was one of three black girls. Wow. So females, Yeah. you know, and so um, I think there was four by the end, by the time I graduated, but um, that was just, it's very different. And, and because of my father, um, and thank you for asking, because (laughs) you were one of the ones like Shahara, you... Like, you are, that's your dad you can't hide from it I've, I've been it's like being... I put it but this is why this is okay. why because and I've told you this before when I in growing up when people knew who my father was mm-hmm. and I'm in a all predominantly white Jewish schools yeah um which I love I went to all the bar b'nai bat mitzvahs I had the best time of my life to shout out all my all my friends from back then but it was a time where I realized that, you know, I was only accepted because of who my father was. Oh, that's Because I was hard. someone's daughter. Yeah. So that's why I kind of developed a, uh, I developed a, a, 
a protection or a wall around myself to say, yeah. okay, well, you know, people have to like me for me. They can't like me because I'm someone's child. Oh, you know, it's part of you, though. I know, but, you know, it's like people will only accept you for that. Oh, right. It's like being if your dad was the U.S. president, reelected twice, mm. and you don't know any Americans. That's what it, that's what it's like with you coming to me. You're like, I'm going to move to a small town. Yeah. Um, I don't know, near Canada. I only know Canadians. Yeah. Like, your dad is the U.S. President. president. I get you. How can you yeah. not know Americans except for the few on the football team? Like, And I don't think it was anything, you know, my parents just wanted us to be in a neighborhood that was clear and safe. and you Away know, from those away Americans. From- <laughs> that was crazy oh ass. No, I'm American. just you know it's just an example though no, but that's I, I, that's how you see it. I get it. Yeah, I get it's a, it. It's amazing and it says a lot like I, you know it says a lot about the complexity of who you are, mm. their choices, but mostly who you are, yeah. how that shaped you, you know, knowing that. So that's just very yeah. interesting. Too. And then I didn't have any I didn't have any representation of like healthy Black yeah. women relationships in front yeah. of me. Yeah, well, yeah. So the entertainment um, industry. Yeah, yeah, there was just, and my parents are very. My father was a homebody. He loved to be at home. Yeah. So um, that that was just a very difficult thing. But you don't know it's difficult. So you're in it. Yep. And you're just playing the role. Yeah. But I saw it very. I think it was like second or third grade when I was, I was um, at a at a birthday party for one of my friends and. I'd come into the kitchen. I've told this story before, but I've come into the kitchen and uh, the moms were in the kitchen. You know, moms always gather in the kitchen. Yeah. And so I came Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and they were like, um, I just felt the eyes looking at me. I came to get water or something. And the mother of the child whose home it was, oh, honey, can I get you something? And I was like, oh, you know, I just wanted some water or whatever. And then it was, I could hear them as I was leaving. Who's that? Mm. Like with, oh, other moms like shock yeah yeah. and that's when i oh that's 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 you know yeah and that's when i realized oh i'm not here because someone likes me or values my character or something like that i'm here because i'm so-and-so's daughter yeah yeah and you used to always tell me that with the drunk girls like can we put this on the pro on the profile can we put that on your then i'm like no i don't want you're like why (laughs) and i'm just like because I don't want people to prejudge. People prejudge. They, 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 they predetermine who you are by knowing certain things. But they're gonna do that shit anyway. That's, That's what true. I thought about. I was like, how horrible is it to live a life where your trauma is? I can't say who my dad is. Yeah. Like, holy crap, woman. That's why I thought. Um. Yeah, it was just. I didn't understand. Damn, because I also know you. Yeah. And you're just magic. You walk in the room mm-hmm. and it brightens up whether I know something about you or not. And so when I found that out, of course that's who you are. It was mm-hmm. exciting. And so I don't know. But you were othered for it at a very young age. Yeah, I was. So, you know, and women can relate to being othered yep. for whatever reason. You right. know, babies, spouses, situations that they can't control. Right. And you feel like you're on the outside looking in. So being othered for something, for such a personal relationship right. must be And just, that's the other thing. Like, that's my, then I look at it this way. It's like, oh, you just want me for him. 
I want him for for me. Like that, our relationship is so cl- we're so close. Me and my dad. Yeah, we were so had our own thing. Then I wanted to protect that. Yeah, because I don't want yeah. you to assume. Oh, she must be like this, and she must. Just leave it all alone. I'm just like, you know what? I'll just... Wow. (laughs) Like, my best jobs that I've ever worked in life. I used to live in Vegas for a while. Like, no one knew who I was. Yeah. And I worked in a club, and my dad's playing on on different... Underneath different rapper songs all night, and I'm just like, yes! No one knew. So no one's coming Uh up going, oh, that's your dad. Uh Uh You're like, no, No, I don't want that. I don't want that I know, but you just... I mean, imagine... It's my personal space, you know? You know how I am. I'm private. Yeah, I know, but oh, you wouldn't know it. But I know. I keep I pushing. Here. I keep pushing here because I <laughs> because I'm like, what would it be like? Because I just want to. Uh, well, it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking to me, and I know this has nothing to do with your experience because I'm like taking it in. Because what would it be if I couldn't say I was a child of God? Well, see, that's the thing, and you couldn't say for your own protection. Right. Like a Christian in an area that would kill them if they ever said it. What is right. it like right. to be able to say, my daddy is, yeah. Jesus means this to me. Yeah, It's just, girl, it just breaks my heart that way. Well, unbreak your heart, as our dear Tony Braxton says, yes. because <laughs> I'm getting better at it, you know, <laughs> with some, with some great... Unbreak <laughs> my heart. <laughs> just, I love you. I'll try to sing. You know I try to sing, girl. You know I'm not you, but I'm trying. You're hilarious right now. You're making me cough. Um, no, but, you know, I, I, with a little bit of therapy uh-huh. and some good friends saying, you know what? It is what it is. You are who you are. Yeah. I don't ever want to exploit that and I don't want yeah. it because people do that too. It's like all the things that are nasty and yucky. Yeah, about it, I never want to use it. Yeah. I don't use it. Right. People right. use it. Right. You know, I don't want. I don't want to exploit something that's really beautiful to me. Yeah. So yeah. I just keep it. But I am getting better. The season that's opener good. for this podcast um, was very personal and. Um, you know, like my therapist said, I just ran towards it. So now it is what it is. Y'all yeah, know. And yeah, we're not trying to hide from unbroken, it. My heart's unbroken, y'all. My heart's unbroken. So, you know, you, you know what time it is right now. Yes. Like, wait, literally? It, no. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, what time it is. Okay. I'm like, I'm like okay, wait. Where are we? Okay, sorry. Okay. It's now. It is love happy hour time <gasps> love yes it happy is. hour <laughs> I love it I love it there's my 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 inebriated choir that I bring along you know they've been on happy hour already so they're just gonna come in and I wanna sip my tea just for that <laughs> I stand in solidarity so this is the point where we ask our guests that, to have brought something to share. Uh, B-Y-O-L, bring your own love. And so oh. we asked, what did you bring to indulge us with today that we can share with our with our listeners? So is it a story or do I yes. show? Is it showing? You can bring whatever you want. I say anything. Oh. Uh, you can bring whatever you want. Okay. Something that you love that you want to share 
with us. So what is it? What'd you bring us today? I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently at a school in Long Beach, okay. a high school in Long Beach. Okay. And I remember going there and I do the same thing I do whenever I have a live appearance. I'm like, God, you know, just, you know, give me what you want me to say. Use me, you yeah. know, inspire these words. But I never know if what I'm going to say, because I don't prepare a yes. speech yeah. or anything. I said, just you know, let it touch somebody because I know somebody's there and this isn't accidental. So I'd done that there. And I remember I was supposed to get up and read for 10 minutes, okay. read from my new book. Yes. So I was... Which is called The, the Perishing. Perishing. <laughs> <laughs> that little plug. That was, of course. <laughs> that was Serious? not intentional. I did. <laughs> it was intentional. Thank we were going to get there and eventually. <laughs> no better time than now. Ah. Yes, The Perishing <laughs> is her second book after the first book, Grace. Woo. By Natasha Dion. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. No. no. <laughs> you were there at the Long Beach School. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I was getting up to read. And then I remember right before I was, the words came out of my mouth. I just said, you know, I'm so, there's 200 students. Okay. Um, in 11th and 12th grade. Okay. And I just remember looking at them and just words came to me. And it was talking about suicide. Um, mm. and I shared a story with them. I said, you know, I was recently with, with the, with a teenager who I went to the hospital because I knew that there was a serious problem and he had attempted to commit suicide. Um, and I remember the doctor said to him, and he was only 16, mm. you know, this world is hard on our kids. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. and said to him did you want to die and then I'm like look at his look at the like look at the state of him like clearly to me I was like clearly he wanted to die and but I didn't say anything and I remember the 16 year old was like thinking and said I don't know and I shared that story with them because as I was studying, you know, at Fuller, we talked about suicide, which was a hard topic for me. Um, and we, t we talked about, we talked about endings, you know, how, you know, through life we want, when bad things are happening, we want the bad thing or the pain to end. Yes. Death is the only thing that doesn't give you a chance to get on the other side of it, right? right? So you can never recover. Um, but endings, and I told them, I said, I would rather you run away. Hmm. I'm not advocating run away. Right. But choose that ending to your pain than, a, than an ending that you can't make a new choice. Make a stupid choice before you make a, a life-ending choice. Well, so you can't re recover. You can't recover from no. that, you know, but you can choose an end. Even if it's if people will look at you crazy, even if people will treat you poorly, or whatever, like that kind of ending, yeah. you can come back from. Um, and then and then I told them, I said, we're unlike, for instance, and I asked them how many of them had pets, like dogs and things, <laughs> and a lot of them raised their hand. Um, I said, you know, animals, unlike humans, they can't choose to do something yeah. different. Right. We God has given us this gift. I said, whether you believe in God or not, God has given us a gift right. to choose, That's to right. go on or not. We can exercise at least that gift yes that's the least we can do 
Um, and then we went on and they, you know, it, it was just a beautiful moment. And then afterwards they said, you know, we just lost our one of our most popular students to suicide. He was on the football team. This is stuff that I couldn't have known. You didn't even know. I didn't even know. And they were thinking about naming the auditorium that we were in after this student who had just lost his life the two weeks before, you know, and it was just, so when I think about love, I think about the love God gives me in return just for being obedient to what I say I want to do and then delivering on that. Come on. So that's my love moment is the love that we share, even sitting here with you, Shahara, the love that's going back and forth. Yes. That's what I would want to talk about. That kind of love. That's so good. That's so good. It's, it's something, it's so, I'm glad you introduced this and you brought this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's something to be obedient when you know, sometimes we don't know what we're supposed to do or say, but you get something inside of you. That's like, say this, it's that little prompting of the Holy spirit. I call it. Yeah. Somebody calls it someone else and intuition, what have you. But in that space of obedience, you always got to trust it. You got to always walk in it because you would have yeah. never known and had you, I've done it before. I think we've been in a women's leadership meeting together and God was like, say this, that, that, and I, and I was like, oh no, they'll, they'll, that, that's stupid. That, <laughs> yeah. Girl, two people over, the woman said exactly what he was telling me to say. Wow. And I had to fess up and say, hey guys, just, just so you know, like, it's one of those things, that prompting of obedience. And I don't know, we have to always walk in that because yeah. that moment was really important. And you probably offered salve to so many in that moment of you just saying that without even knowing. Didn't even know. And if they didn't know anything about God, whether you believe in God or not, you said, that should have shown them, wow, how does she know that? Yeah. yeah, yeah And maybe. speak to that. Yeah. Yeah, because he says his word never comes back empty. And never. And he, if he gives his word to you to come back, yep. it's not going to be empty. Because they would have no reason to tell me about yes, that, that he, death. Right. You know, I was just a guest. I right. was going to be there for an hour yeah. and never see them again. Um, and just because I know it was him. I can't say, oh, that was me saying <laughs> these wise words. Like, it's not that. Like, I didn't know right. literally until the second when I opened my book to read what I was paid to come to there come to do read, yeah i opened it saw my chapter one and i closed my book again set it on the lectern and i said hey is it okay if i talk to you about something like that's how quickly it happened i had no plan wow. and god will sometimes wait to that last second girl but <laughs> and as you mature and as you grow and as you go through life you'll trust start trusting it more yeah I've tr- i'm trusting that I trust that always. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not always perfect at walking it walking it out. I don't walk it out all the time. Uh, both of us I try, girl, both. But yeah. I know. When you know that you know that you know. Yeah. Just like doing this podcast. Like I don't know who I just know he told me. Uh, do it. And it's not gonna And come talk back to, to exactly. Yeah. Talk to someone out there that you'll never get to meet. It's not for me to meet. No. I would love to meet y'all, but <clears throat> I may never know if something you said or someone, one of my guests said, mm-hmm. how it touched someone. And that's okay. Yep. We got to show up. 
Yeah. That's you showing up. See, I already yeah. said it. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But, you know, there's been moments where they're like, Natasha, why don't you pray for us? And I'm like, okay, I've been in a church meeting with all these people on a like a Wednesday night service. And they're like, Natasha, come on up. And I'm like, holding the mic. Uh-huh. I'm like, and I was like, I don't have nothing. Yes. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want to get up here and misspoke. Right. I don't want to speak. Yeah. And lead people astray. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, Mm. I can't do this performatively. God is not looking for actors. Right. Please say that again. God is not looking for actors. He knows who he created you to be. Yeah. Just show up as that. Yeah. You don't have to make stuff up. Uh, If you don't have a word, just. Say There's that. nothing to say. It's okay. Know? I'm sorry. And you're not less holy or less no. whatever somebody's going to categorize you. It, oh, it drives me so. It drives me. Girl. People girl. that have the answer all the time. Yeah, uh, Sometimes yep. you're not going to have the answer. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I trust you better if sometimes you're like, Shahara, I don't know. I don't know. I have to check on that. Right. I respect people more that tell me that. That's true. Than always, you always have an answer. Yeah. You have an answer for everything. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Yep. I love that. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing that love. That's beautiful. And, and uh, yeah, to those people that suffer from that, you know, I've walked in that space and it's all about the pain stopping. You just want the pain to stop. So yeah. it's not about wanting to die. For me, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't that. I just wanted the pain to stop. Yeah couldn't take you can't get it i couldn't get a handle on it but i'm so glad that i god brought me through some kind of way that i didn't get through those i didn't execute i wasn't successful in in moving forward in that space and i know so many people that's not their story yeah but um anyone out there that's listening right now i don't know where you are but if you are in that space just take another breath talk to somebody yeah. Maybe get up and change your location, go outside, go, you know, just change where you are right now so your mind can process your environment differently. Mm-hmm. Drive a different way home. Yeah. Walk, if you walk always to the right, yeah. walk left. Yeah. Go backwards. Yep. Anything, you change one thing, you can change your life. That's change true. The pattern. That's true. And you hold on. Yep. Because if anyone, most people are, you know, for me, it's not one time that that comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, that plagued me from probably, I don't know, 14 until a few years back. I had my final moment in that space where I really feel like I was delivered from that yeah. demon yeah. of suicidal thought, suicidal ideation. Yeah, yeah. And <sighs> talk to someone after you get through it. Yep. Find a safe space that's your safe space. And if you don't have one, there's so many places you can you can seek out. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean yeah. to turn that into that space, no, but it was just gr- appropriate. Girl, because That was God. You know, that's a God yeah. moment. Because there's somebody listening right, right now, now that needs to hear that message. Yep. Yeah. Um, because And we need to be there for each other. True that. that. So. And you're valuable. And you know what? You matter to people you haven't even met yet. I yeah. believe that so strongly. Yeah, you matter and you have value. So just because people around you or your circumstances don't show you that you have value, you do. And you'll get to understand it. Just keep walking, please. 
Yeah. Even if you're at that space, too, I just want to say this. You know how people say, oh, just call the suicide hotline. You know, mm. just do that. There that's is a hard point. To, yeah, that's like so much energy. Oh, you know how I'm people thinking, lazily put it up there. Like yeah. that's your that's your like you don't want to you don't want to do anything. Well, you're not thinking rationally in that moment, yeah. or else you oh, wouldn't wow. be thinking that way. Yeah, and I know it works you're for some emotional. people. Yes, you know. Um, but if that's not you, it doesn't have to fit you. You're <laughs> you're original. You're yeah. unique. Yes. You know this is something you know. It's not one size fits all. Just like no. the pain that you have is not one size right. fits all. So just recognize that that you are unique and you are valued exactly as Shara said. So good. So good. Wow. Well, yeah. our word play time. <gasps> oh, and we I can feel, bring it up. And I no. feel like yeah, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like with you, I was like, well. I don't know, you know, I don't know that we even need to go into words because we can just sit here like we're doing right now mm-hmm. and cover so much and speak yeah. to so many spaces that people are walking through. But yeah, we can. I can do whatever you want. I'm going wherever <laughs> you're going, boss. I got you. I'm like <laughs> oh, please. She's the vet here. I have no clue. I'm over here feeling all nervous because she knows this is this girl ran the Drunk Girls Bible Study podcast like a boss. <laughs> she was a champ. She had everything, got the equipment. It was elaborate. We had a we had a, a, a sound uh, manager, director, producer. We had all kinds. Co- I don't have none of that, y'all. I have a producer, and, and I have a lot of help on the other side. So, Girl, you got God. You plus God is <laughs> the ball game. Yes, with the That's majority. <laughs> That's right. I remember pastor, a pastor said that. All right, so your word today is inclusion. Oh, yeah. Inclusion. So do I tell you what I think about it? Yeah. Or what comes so to when mind? So when I, when I had to choose a word for you, mm-hmm. I had a popcorn effect. And so all these words started coming up. Mm. And so now I just, and that's where I settled. So what do you, what's the first thing you think of? Well, first of all, I'm going to laugh a little bit <laughs> because you said popcorn effect. <laughs> and just recently, I was... <laughs> Excuse me. No, that's okay. You okay? Dying over here. Yeah. Here, take this. No, water. no, no. I'm good. <laughs> Girl, you guys, the wind has been blowing like nuts the past couple of days, and I'm just my allergies are like uh uh-uh. uh. I know. Anyway, <laughs> and she's still hitting the notes. Okay, uh-uh. you guys. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jeez. I was telling my daughter a couple of days ago. I saw this this I don't know what do you call it like a little postcard thing it says i want to i said before i die i want to swallow a bunch of popcorn kernels so that my cremation will be more interesting <laughs> oh my gosh i can't so when you said popcorn effect i, I was like <laughs> I, can't. I cannot that's hilarious I'm okay oh okay serious face <laughs> and then they open up the thing and it's a, just a pile of popcorn yep and they look flavored because you got your ashes on there. I'm sorry. Is that bad? I know, right? I'm, no. I love it. I'm I love sorry. It. Girl, I'll be gone. I'll be gone somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. Inclusion. Uh, inclusion. Okay. When I think of inclusion, I think about like t- two nights ago, I was with um, a charity women's group. Okay. A very affluent okay. women. And we were at one of their houses, this huge mansion. Okay. You know, and they had P. 
people parking cars and okay. everything. And I was the guest speaker. And okay. I was just, it was a little bit intimidating, but I was thinking, what am I going to talk to people about? It, well, it's intimidating. Not intimidating for you. You've it was been, about uh, mother. You've been with the monks in Tibet. I have. I have. Come on. Nothing can be intimidating for you. It's intimidating. You know what? It was. The ambassador for the Armenian um, <laughs> What consulate or something yeah, like this? That was fun. That was a fun. Come on, well, it was intimidating because it was mothers and daughters. Okay. These affluent mothers, and I know that my issues with mother and daughter as a middle class, you know, working woman, okay, who's you know who's dedicated my life to the community. I'm not poor. I'm looking at gas money um, to get there, though. Yeah, you know, like there's there are realities of being working. Um, it's called prioritizing. Pri- yeah, pri- yeah, and I know, and I'm like, what am I going to share with these mothers and daughters oh, about motherhood, right? And, and things, <clears throat> and when we're talking about, you know, the impact of COVID, for instance, okay, um, how it destroyed, you know, how it was not sustainable for families, especially mothers. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, because my nanny said it was really <laughs> difficult to get in. Oh, my god! And I have one nanny for each kid. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that it's not hard. We all, I know that we all have, you know, our own hurdles. Um, but I was just thinking, God, what do you want me to say? Um, and it was about inclusion. And it was about seeing each other, you know, as human beings first. Yeah. Before we see... You know, the person who cut us off and we have road rage before Uh, we see this mother who has nannies or not. Yeah. Before we see inmates who we ignore, you know. So inclusion to me is seeing the humanity in each of us. Mm. Um, And I told them one of the hardest things, you know, not recently, but fairly recently left my church. You know, it was the question, you know, is it okay you know, we're supposed to love everyone, yeah. but not those people, not as much, right? right. Like we can't really include them right. because God doesn't love them, you know, as much as he loves us. They can stand doing... outside close to the building, but they can't really come in and sit on the front row. Yeah. You can come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Ooh. So if Ooh. you're, and that was preached from the pulpit, right? Yes, like really? So, and it was coming, and it was years yeah. to come to terms with this is what they really thought about people we're called to love, which is all of us. Just yes. because we have these standards for ourselves doesn't mean we're better than other people. But our Well, that was a fun little <laughs> interruption we just had. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. So now we're talking again. We were talking about the, the event that you were at. And you were thinking about these mothers, these affluent mothers and daughters, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how to um, encourage them. And you were talking about the uh, pandemic and how <laughs> seeing <laughs> people all over for the place. yeah, no, no, you were talking. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were, you were right there. Okay, I'll bring you back. <laughs> seeing people for who they are, and not for you know necessarily like you know what they have, or um, seeing people as humans first. Yeah, and being inclusive in a way that we should be in our own community. You know, there's so many things, even there, you know, I met someone who was just like, I was like, we should be friends. She was like, can you tell I'm not like the other ones? (laughs) 
I was like, kind of. But you know what? Those right. are my people, you right. know, who, who are interesting. Yeah. Um, but just finding people like her in those moments and talk about, you know, we can still include each other differently. We could treat each other well, whether they're on, uh, on the other side of the political spectrum. Right. Or, you know, and I said in prison, or if they're, you know, different you know we grew we were in a place share at the yes. same church for a long time yes where womanhood looked a certain way yeah yeah and I wasn't one of those okay. nor did I you know I didn't want to I didn't fit in in that way right. nor did I want to it's not like I don't want to be according to man's standard man and woman's standard right. I want to be according to God's standards right. for me at least that's how I see the world who do you want me to be um so inclusion is also mm. including the little parts of who we are that make us unique. I think, mm. you know, all of that is intentional. Uh, so inclusion and accepting that part of who we are. So including being inclusive of our own selves yeah. and our own differences and not feeling like we have to fit in necessarily if that's what we don't want to do. So. Yeah, and it's in it's it's very important that we don't try to fit in. Trying oh. to fit in to be included mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm. us in trouble. Yeah, because it's not our authentic self showing up. Yeah, and you talk about performative earlier. You know, it's you're coming up from a performance space. You're trying to perform so that you could be accepted, so you mm-hmm. could be included. Mm-hmm, <clears throat> mm-hmm. And right now, I just feel like. There's so many places where we're divided and people are excluded, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that you and I, we kind of stand in the same line as, as far as that's concerned, as far as like including each other and being in spaces where people are allowed yeah, with who they are. Like, I don't know, it's very, it, it's, it's one of those things that's, um, it's difficult to digest when you notice that people are, it, it's the same for me. It's the same thing we talked about earlier. That's what I was I'm included say. as a black girl because I'm someone, a celebrity's daughter. Yeah, yeah. But had I not been that celebrity's daughter, and I was the only black girl there, mm. so I know, mm-hmm. you know, that I wouldn't have been included. And I learned that really early on. I learned what it looked like to be truly authentically included and be inclusive of others yeah because we can be included and still be othered yes you know like we talked about in the beginning being othered in a community that says they're including you but you know that they're not it's like i'm not stupid i see what's you know yeah it's not like i'm see i see what's going on like conspiracy theory but you know what i mean like but also honoring those feelings and saying you know what these uncomfortable feelings that i'm having i i want to own those how do i feel about that looking at it and seeing it in front of us i think that's important so how do how do we i always ask the question you know spiritually how does this affect you like how does how does how do we do better how do we do better mm. how do we do better i know um a couple episodes ago the word was church i had ayana on and she was mm. talking um her word was church and and she was talking about how she felt in the spaces that she was in she felt one way at the time but then as she left those spaces and she realized she never felt as included but she had this dream of what it could be like Mm. You know, and so how do we do better as far as being inclusive of others? How do we, how do we, uh, I feel like the politics and 
we care so much about people's whatever they are, who they are, what we're, we're, and then we typecast. Oh, okay. Well, you're not, Oh, well, you're not with me. So, you know, mm-hmm. how do we do better? Mm-hmm. I think kindness by God's standards. We like we kindness. It's not performing. It's coming into the space and loving yourself. Like, so as a Christian, I believe when Jesus says, you know, love others or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Love others as, as you, you love, love yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. So a lot of us don't love ourselves. We've been performing yes. so long that we don't even know what that looks like wow. to love. Some, so how can you actually complete that task that's been set before you to right. love others? At, you can't even do it because if you're honest or some people are honest, they don't love themselves enough. It's a performance that they love. That's yeah. not who you are. So you can't even get to the step two, right? Right. So refusing to, to perform but also still being kind and respectful of the humanity and the difference of each other. Um, I think God loves us just the way we are. Yeah. I mean, we look, he says, look at the birds, you know, all these things yeah. that are beautiful about who he's created us. So unique. Right. And we have an opportunity to love who God has made us, you know, and a lot of us say, no, I don't love, God. I don't love you God for what you did to me. Right. You know, I don't look as pretty as, or I don't look as whatever as, you're saying, basically, I'm rejecting God's creation. It's not that great. God, mm. you weren't that great, mm. right? So I think we have to love ourselves and be kind to others. Kindness goes a long way. Yeah. And kindness is very important. Yeah. But I think it also requires a sense of humility to be kind. Yeah. We have yeah. to be humble, too. Yeah. For sure. You know? And decide what that means. Yeah. You know, yes. humility could be a performance yes. too. <laughs> so oh, much. Oh, you know, it's God will make me small and you be, be you know, like all the words, the language around oh, humility. Gosh. And you're just like, dude, I know you're not humble. Like right. as soon as you, you have the language, you have the script. Yeah, but, but you're not walking it out. Mm-mm. It's not a written all over your face. It's not. <laughs> right. right. It's not. <laughs> Can you sing again for no. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not written all over your face. Yeah. You're just saying it. Yep. You're just showing up. Yep. And you're doing what, what's been prescribed. Yep. So we got we to gotta love and we got to be kind and humble mm-hmm. and put others before ourselves and, and include people. I always think about for myself, what whatever I'm walking through, I always put myself in that uh, the opposite's shoes. Mm, that's so great so if you can think about how would you feel if you were the gardener yeah and you work for this person who has the mansion how would you feel if you rich person or whoever affluent how would you feel yeah how would you feel if you were if it was your daughter that was being excluded how Mm -hmm. would you know people don't that's a requires a, a a bit of humility yeah, that's what I love about you, though, Shahara, because you ever since I've known you, you've always said, yeah, I know you're mad about that. But what? <laughs> but what about them? Like what? they? <laughs> and I'm like, what about them, girl? Oh, this no. is about me in this moment. <laughs> no. Oh, that is so <laughs> not true. You're so not like you're not like that at all. I, I mean, no, but what I'm saying, no, I can't, you know, but I also know that I can be. I yeah. can be angry. Yes, yes. And I can have a moment 
where I'm angry, where I need, where I, Natasha, yes. need help. Yes. Like, I need to vent. Yep, right and now. And saying, yes. and thinking about the other person yes. doesn't have to be my priority. No, not right like, now. I wanna, we didn't get there yet. Yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want to be able to do that. And for so long, it was like, okay, I can't think about myself. And it was keeping me from uh. healing the things that I needed to heal mm-hmm. about me, about expressing, mm-hmm. like this hurt me. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, but that person, yeah, that person, you know, and that's what church will often do. Yep. Yeah. You feel that way, but you know, look at, the, and you're like, yeah. And so you're still sitting in this pain invisible, you know, other just because of something that you had nothing to do with. If you were a yeah. victim of someone else, like you're supposed to forgive them, all this stuff, but it doesn't allow you you know, the chance to say, you know what, I could be angry right now. Yeah. I cannot like what's happening to me and I can express that. And if I don't feel safe yes. to express that, mm-hmm. you know, then there, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. And you've never been like that where you're like shutting it down. Nope. That's okay. You know, <laughs> no, you're always, I'm always like, yeah, feel it. Yeah. I tell the girls all the time that I, you know, feel it. Mm-hmm. You need to tend to yourself first. Yeah. And if you need to be pissed off, if you need to be, if you're crying, like I'm all about that because mm. I'm all about that. Mm. I need my moment. I will go off by myself and deal, have my anger, have my, and then I'll come back and I can come to compassion for the other person and grace. Yeah. Grace comes around, yeah. but first I need to deal with me. I got to set, secure my mask first. It, it, you know? That's it. And it's okay. But so many times in certain arenas, mm-hmm. you're taught to devalue your own real values and your own pain, your anger, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And um, you, that's what it means to be meek. That I that don't understand that. That doesn't it. make sense to me. That is not it. To deny who you are. Yep. And what you're feeling right now. Yep. Hmm. Mm-mm. Word. That's, that's how I feel about it. And some days when we talk about inclusiveness, I also have to recognize when I'm not able to yes. be inclusive. Like there mm-hmm. are days where, you know, girl, I want to <laughs> sit in your burn with you, but I am not well enough to do that yes, with you. Girl, I, you know, about whether it. it's financially, talk like I got to go to work, I got to get off the phone yep. or just emotionally. I can't, I can't right do now. that right now. I love you, but I can't yeah. come see you right now. Right. Or I can't, you know, and also accepting that part of me that can't show up yes. and still it being okay. Because and not let it guilt you and to shame you. Yeah. And yeah. just understanding there's a time and you're not called to go to every, you're not called to be there for every single person all the time. People are running themselves ragged. Yeah. Trying to show up for everybody all the time. Yep. And they don't realize how much of a deficit in their own spirituality, their own emotional space, they're operating from such a deficit and thinking, oh, I'm just, I'm do-gooder and I'm doing every, and I'm, oh, they called and they need prayer or they called and they need me and so I'm going to show up. You're not, you, you, everything is not for you. You're not God. Yep. And you're running yourself ragged. And if you believe in God, you believe that he He's will gonna use send other someone. people. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he knows, <laughs> like he knows yeah. what, what's going on with you and he's going to send someone else. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean that you lost out because he'll use you again. Right. You know I mean? You're not like, like, oh, shucks, he'll never use me again. Yeah. I, I read this, um, this quote somewhere and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, but it was saying something like, um, 
when we say no, it gives the opportunity for someone else to say yes. Yeah. And that's their blessing. Yeah. So yeah. if you're the one that has to say yes all the time and you have to, and your husband's sitting over at the dinner table waiting for you to finish saying yes to this over here and over there, you yeah. know, it's just like, you gotta, we gotta be wise. We yeah. gotta be wise. You know, and recently with my husband, you know, this is a personal story, but you know, we've been married 20 years, girl. Uh-huh. Ah! I love them, but you know, we've never, we've never had major arguments or anything like that. You know how people are like, marriage is hard. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm just chill. But I also realized recently that I'm super agreeable too. I'm like, <laughs> so everything's like, okay, okay, okay. And they're not bad people. No. You know, like if they love you, they're not going to yeah. like try to harm you. So it was, it's never been something where I felt like he's trying to hurt me. Right. Um. So if they're not trying to hurt me, I'm cool. You know, I'm going to be around. I love you, you know, but there's actually another level, right? Yeah. There's the level is, and I had to tell him because I was making myself sick, you know, um, because I was trying to be mom mm. and also do my jobs as mm. an attorney, as a college professor, yeah. as a novelist, Yeah, you know, there are multiple jobs. Yes. And I was just like, you know, and if I don't show up for my job as a professor or yeah. in court, like there's nobody there's, else to do it. Right. And there's, people are relying on you. On You're me. actually being paid to yeah, show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he can't do something. Yeah. I'm the backup. So yeah. I'm like, of course I would do it. I'm mom. Yeah. Like if you can't take him to school, I'll take him. I'll yeah. take him. Yeah. It, and so it's like little things like that. Wow. That sort of stack up. Yes. And then I had to be like, you know what? There's no one else to do my jobs. Yeah. If I can't be here and it's not fair to me that mm. I have to do all these jobs and you feel tired so you don't do yours. So then it's my job. Yeah. And I said, and it's hurting me that you do. I know you love me. Yeah. I know you love our children. We want the same thing. Yeah. But I can't be everybody. I can't be your backup all the time. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting here doing nothing, it's because I'm on my lunch break and I need or to. I need it. I yeah. Need to. Like it doesn't mean I'm available. Can we talk about that two seconds? Can we sit right there? Yeah. Sometimes you need to sit and do nothing. It doesn't mean you're unproductive. Yep. It doesn't mean you're not successful. Yep. It doesn't mean you're lazy. Yep. Sometimes we have to sit in the doing nothing. Sorry, you can yes. proceed now. No, that's it. That's it. That's it's the rest. So good. Doing nothing is something. You yeah. know, you're supposed to God gave us like Sabbath rest yeah, a lot of us don't, don't take. take it right and then it's wreaking havoc on our lives and our health and you know and it only was you know just dealing with you know being pre-diabetic the doctor telling me and you know and just feeling really exhausted and just not my yeah. best that made me stop and say I can't I can't be your backup in these moments yeah. on these days and that was what I needed. It seemed like a small thing. Like, yeah. I could do it. I'm sitting here. I can get up and do it. But no, like, I can't. And him recognizing that. And our marriage is different now. Because yeah. he's like, I got it. And I'm okay. like, thank you. Yeah. Thank, you know, so. And I don't, I wouldn't want other women to get to the point of illness like no. I have. No. In order to learn that lesson. To take that Girl. break. That Sabbath that God has given us. Please don't. I see people around me doing it and they're having a bunch of ailments and they're not drawing the line. They're not making the connection that you are highly overextended. Yeah. I know it's your foot. I know it's your back. I know it's your head. You have headaches. You have backaches. This is an indicator that you're, you are overextended. Yep. Make the connection. Yep. And start taking some stuff off your plate. Start saying no. 
I turn off my phone at five. Yeah. At the latest five thirty, right? I turn it off because yeah. I'm like, there's no call that's yes. gonna come after business hours right now. Right. And I've set a business hours and then I'll check it, I'll turn it on maybe at like eight or yeah. nine one last time to see if I missed something urgent. But the rest can just if not, it could wait till tomorrow. Yep. Or sometimes I don't turn it on again because I don't need to go to sleep thinking I gotta call so and so tomorrow. Right. You know, it can wait. It can wait. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I went through that season too. Like, oh my gosh, I'm being pulled in so many, you know, and it's so freeing because you know what? When I, mine was seven o'clock, well, I did stop at six yeah. and I look at that clock and when six is coming, I know that phone is off. Yep. My husband's home. My kids are home. Yeah. Well, my one who's home now. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yep. If my daughter needs to reach because she lives in another state, she can get through. That's it. Yeah. It's freeing. I love that. It's freeing. It's freeing. It's liberating. And it gives us peace of mind. Definitely. So. And when you say you leave your phone until seven, I'm thinking every (laughs) night I look, I'm like, when it feels around midnight. Yeah. I'll be like, Alexa, what time is it? (laughs) She'll be like, it is 6 p.m. I was like, okay, well, I guess I bet, you know, with the daylight savings, it's like dark outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) She said it's 6 p.m. You're like, I thought it was almost morning. (laughs) That's so funny. This has been such a, I mean, I knew it was going to be amazing because you are amazing. But this has been so refreshing. Thank you so much for being with me today and offering all your wisdom and all of your you know, you just walk with pearls of knowledge and, and you're wise and you mm-hmm. have so much to give. You, I always receive so much from you. So mm-hmm. I wanted to share you uh, thank you, in my space here because I know everyone else gets and to share you. And at my funeral. Stop. <laughs> Play this for my husband after Stop. I'm gone because he better not leave before I do. I just got to say that. Oh, my gosh. Just say, um, can I play something for you, Lee? Here, push play <laughs> at my funeral. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! But no, thank you so much. It's been truly a joy okay, and a blessing. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. Um, and there's a siren going by because we are real up in here. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Pardon my coughing from the beautiful allergies that I have going on. Um, we, uh, just love that you, you spend this time with us. We are here weekly, uh, subscribe, share with someone that you think could benefit from what they heard today. And, um, you can visit us at love-manifested.com and check out our other little goodies we have over there. We have our perspectives page and our sew line clothing for a cause, which our sew line also benefits Natasha's. We didn't even talk about redeemed. She's the founder of redeemed a beautiful charity that helps um, inmates, people that have had some trouble with the law redeem themselves after Uh, that's the that's the short version you could say it better can you say it real quick that's it people who have committed crimes we help them to expunge or erase their records that's what so that they can move on in their future without the stigma of their past yes Um, and also you know going into prisons and asking for clemency which is like mercy from the governor to release people who've been in there a long time they went in as kids they're now you know mature adults yes you know and they're still there and I believe that there aren't throwaway people um so 
And you can find Redeemed at redeemproject.org. Yes. So in our our so line, if you look at our so page, you'll see the organizations that we support. When you purchase something from the survivors of the world, the so line, um, those all those proceeds get do- donated. So um, you can see our page there, and Redeemed is one of them that we support. So Thanks, go buy Shane. some stuff so we can send them some checks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. But, um, yeah, you can find our social media accounts there. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We will talk with you and be here for you next time. Ciao. Love.